Carey Price has broken his silence after voluntarily entering the NHL's player assistance program. He used substances as a way to deal with stress. And not a good road. Right. right. He's neglected his own mental health for far too long. It's been 14 years at least of that. Imagine what he's capable of now. So I'm very proud of him for having the stones to stand up. And he didn't have to say why he went in. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <clears throat> it sure is. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. Feeling great. Flame Tech Football Friday is at hand. Uh, you have joined us in the middle of the or the start of the warm-up here for E. Cole Electric. And, yeah, you're feeling things are just a little stranger than normal. We're opening up on the one-shot because I'm the only one here in the bunker here today out front. See? The Moose is at an as-yet-undisclosed location. He'll be joining us shortly. I still have Rolf, Jordan, and Clark on this side of the wall. But the Moose, who we're going to get to in a moment, is joining us uh, virtually today, and it's an interesting story. I will tell you that coming up on this Flame Tech Football Friday today, we will be joined by Bryn Griffiths, Mighty Mouth, the longtime broadcaster, former Edmonton Oilers staffer, uh, the man who launched TSN 1260 Edmonton. Mighty Mouth Bryn Griffiths will be with us. And Nick Lewis, Canadian Football Hall of Famer, the guy behind AO Sports, Athlete-Owned Sports, the new subscription broadcast platform. Nick Lewis will be with us right here in the bunker. And it's going to be a great day. I'm feeling awesome. And before we bring in the Moose, and everything is coming together here, Moose. He's listening right now in his hotel room. Uh, Cindy Price, Cynthia, she writes us from Pittsburgh, and she says, I love the new text line, and I also love the fact that I'm about to cross the Peace Bridge into Canada. I wish I was in your neck of the woods so I could beat you. Have a great show. That's from Cynthia in Pittsburgh. And um, no, you don't wish you were in this neck of the woods because it was double digits minus Celsius this morning when we got up. And we can bring the moose in now, and we'll, we'll tell you where he is in a moment. But the guys in our morning meeting today, Moose, as you, you were there, they said it's really hot yes. in the studio today. So just be prepared. Th- thanks, guys, for the heads up. Because I was going to wear a Pittsburgh Steelers quarter zip, and I'm like, it's hot in here, but it kind of felt good, Moose, because it's cold outside. You are in Winnipeg. Oh, yeah. You are in Winnipeg, the Manitoba capital. For getting ready for football, you tell me what your day was like and how are things out there in the Slurpee capital today? You know what? Things are great. There's a lot of snow when I look out my window. But yesterday was a heck of a day. You know, I decided to drive. I committed to driving to Winnipeg instead of flying because there's no direct flight from the sweatpants capital to Winnipeg right now. And so, you know, I need to be able to get around. And I also need to be able to get home Sunday in for some more football. So I left around noon and that six hour drive didn't get me to Winnipeg until after 1 a.m. I got stopped three different times. It was a whiteout. It was a blizzard. It was the great Manitoba snowstorm that you've heard about this morning. Um, it was icy conditions, but we went slow, took our time and uh, I made it in one piece, but it was, it was quite a drive. Uh, but well, I'm glad that you made it. We seem to be having some issues uh, on YouTube right now. I see people are writing in saying, when are you going to air? So, uh, guys, hopefully we can get... I know we're on Game Plus television. I know that's happening. But people are panicking that uh, they don't have us on YouTube here right now. So we'll get the guys working on that. All right. Director... Oh. Oh, it's... Yeah, so what? We are on, Clark says. Okay, well, cool. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, uh, Director Jordan, while we're at (laughs) 
Susan, thank you. I, know, I guess I jinxed myself, Moose, when I said, everything is going great and I'm feeling great. All of a sudden, boom. <laughs> uh, and we'll find out here. I'm just going to go to YouTube myself and see if we are on. Yeah, we're on. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know what they're complaining about. My cousin Christine is one of them. Here we go. And there's a story behind this. Let's start because it is a Flame Tech Football Friday with Thursday Night Football. You can make it two wins in five days for the Miami Dolphins. Xavier Howard forced a fumble and returned at 49 yards for a touchdown as Miami upset Baltimore 22-10. In the NFL Thursday nighter, the Dolphins got three field goals from Jason Sanders, whose agent Gil Scott is a close friend of ours. He's the guy I was sitting in the luxury suite with at Hard Rock Stadium a couple weeks ago. Miami was coming off a 17-9 victory last weekend over Houston, and I can't wait to get back to South Florida where it'll be a collective. <sighs> the Dolphins have won two in a row, but they're, they're a long ways from even a – they can't even see a wild-card playoff berth right now at 3-7. and seven. But, Moose, you've got a story behind that because while I was eating cannelloni – <laughs> stuffing myself with cannelloni watching Thursday Night Football and the Oilers and Jets, you were on the road, but you said you were able to listen to it, and that's an interesting story, too. Three different times there was accidents on the road, and just to give the listeners a little feel, like most of this trip, I went from Regina to Winnipeg in a car going about 50 kilometers an hour. Terrible. We've all um, done it. But there was accidents, and we got stopped, and we were in a big lineup of traffic for about an hour at a time, three different times. And, you know, looking around, trying to make sure, see what's on the radio, trying to kill some time, eat some food. I mean, I was having leftover uh, uh, chicken breasts and whatever else I could find in the car that was packed for my trip. But I found on, uh, I think it was AM 660, I found on Westwood One, the, uh, the Thursday night football game. So I was able to listen, flipping between that and uh, CJOB, the Jets game. So, uh I did find the game, and I did pay attention. 660 you Keys said you know Country. 660. 660 Keys Country, <laughs> Williston, North Dakota. Used to listen to it all the time. It was one of my favorite stations. 660 Keys Country, K-E-Y-Z. Of course. Of course you would know that. I mean, yeah. Old I had school. no idea. All I heard was Westwood One. Old school radio guy right here. 660 Keys Country, Williston, North Dakota. Anyways, moving on to point two, Leon Dreisaitl had two goals and an assist, moving ahead of teammate Connor McDavid into the NHL scoring lead, and he led the Oilers to a 5-3 victory over the Boston Bruins Thursday night. Johnny Quick made 34 saves, and L.A. beat shorthanded Ottawa 2-0 to extend their win streak to seven games. Kings might be in the NHL top five next week. Break them up. How about Todd McClellan, the head coach of the Kings, the pride of Melville Sass? Let's give him an extension. Valerie Nichushkin scored in his return from injury. Miko Rantanen had a goal and two assists, and Colorado overcame the absence of star center Nathan McKinnon to route Vancouver 7-1. I'm not sure who made the sickest, dirtiest pass last night for, I think it was is Eunice Donskoy. Like, have you seen a guy in a two-on-one turn and pass backward? Like a... Uh! Man, they... Humbled the Vancouver Unreal. Canucks last night. And I watched SportsCenter three times this morning. I saw the highlight many times. And I have some thoughts on that as it relates to the CFL. So hang on, that's coming. Zach Fucali became the first goalie in Capitals history to post a shutout in his NHL debut, stopping 21 shots in, Van, uh, sorry, in Washington's 2-0 victory over Detroit. And good for Zach Fucali, who we thought was going to be Canada's future in goal. Right when he was back stopping Canada to the World Junior Gold. And that hasn't happened, but goalies get better with age.
Mackenzie Blackwood made a season-high 42 saves for his seventh career shutout to help New Jersey beat the Islanders 4-0. Nick Suzuki broke a third-period tie with a power play goal, and Montreal beat Calgary 4-2. Jake Evans, Brendan Gallagher, and Ben Sherratt also scored for the Habs. Jake Allen made 24 saves. For the Flames, Michael Backlund and Andrew Mangiapane had first-period goals. Uh, how about those Anaheim Ducks? Troy Terry extended his NHL-leading scoring streak to 13 games with two goals and a helper, and Anaheim beat Seattle 7-4. Former Pat Josh Mahura scored twice to help the Ducks win their sixth in a row. Uh, Pittsburgh, Jeff Carter scored the deciding goal in a shootout, and Pittsburgh beat Florida 3-2. That's <coughs> the Panthers' third straight loss. Do you think that's related? Do you think that's related to the coaching change? There's a chance. Bob was back in goal for the Panthers last night, by the way. Sergei Bobrovsky. Bob was back, and he played, he played great, apparently. I didn't watch the game. I was watching the Canadian games, including Nate Schmidt breaking a second-period tie with his first goal for Winnipeg, and the Jets went on to beat shorthanded San Jose 4-1. Pierre-Luc Dubois had a goal and an assist, and Kyle Connor and Jansen Harkins also scored for Winnipeg. Connor Hellebuck made 27 saves. The Jets, don't look now, are 7-3-3. You don't hear any complaints from Jets fans. Have you heard any outside your window? Pretty quiet. Okay. Pretty quiet. That's what I thought. Matt Duchesne scored his second goal of the game, 2-0-1 into overtime, lifting Nashville past St. Louis 4-3. And Paul Cotter and Jonas Ronberg each scored their first NHL goal. And Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights, defeated Minnesota 3-2. The Golden Knights improved to 7-2 since Halloween. And that's after opening the season one and four. So look out. Here come the Golden Knights. Who was never worried about them? This guy. Moving on. Uh, point three, Friday night football. I do have a bit of a problem here in this. Hamilton's at Toronto tonight and Calgary's at BC. And later on, You'll probably be gone, but when we talk about what's the featured game that we're going to be watching tonight, for me, it's the Argos and the Ticats. Reading all the coverage of it. You know, Ryan Dinwiddie saying, this is it. This is what I wanted when I got involved as the head coach of the Argos. First place on the line. Win and you're in. Argos win tonight. Which, by the way, they're 5-0 and at BMO Field this year. They've never lost at home. Can we get a little noise here, yeah. Toronto? And he says, yeah, he's like, this is, this is what you want. We win tonight. We clinch first. We clinch home field in the East final. Hamilton's won three in a row coming into the game. Uh, You wouldn't know about it watching sports center. Sorry to say, because they, I watched sports center three times. And unless I, you know, took my eye off for a second and run to the bathroom, I didn't see anything about this game on the national rights holder for the Canadian football league. And that is disgraceful. So I'll be in the broad, well, I'll be in the media room getting ready tonight to broadcast Edmonton Regina, okay? God's team, the Regina Pats. And I'll be watching that game. And I'm very excited. That's the game I'm focused about, the Ticats and the Argos. By the way, it's 11-11, Moose. Just so you know. Yes, it is. Yes. So the opportunity Thank portal you. is opening. Yes. Ah. Now's our time. And then later on, Calgary at BC, and BC's got to win. And if they do, they'll win the season series against Calgary, and that'll keep their hopes alive. I'll be probably knocked out for sure by the second half of that game. 
But I don't know. Hamilton, Toronto's a big one, and you almost wouldn't know. What's going on here? Well, the, the Argos, yeah, like the Tie Cats. Did you see this on social media? I mean, we were tagged in it. The Tie Cats are having a party in Toronto. They've rented out an Irish pub, and they're going to have a, a, a watching tailgate party prior to the game in Toronto. Um, and that's upset some Argo fans. But you're right. You wouldn't know much about it. Um, everything else is being covered right now in that market except the Argos and the Ticats. And that's, that's too bad because it's a first-place matchup. Now, I always look at the, the, the stations and say, well, you're going to put on the uh, network what you think the audience wants to hear. So a little chicken and egg. Uh, well, yeah, for sure. And uh, the esteemed Daryl Davis, the Hall of Fame reporter, columnist for the Leader Post newspaper, now a university professor of journalism, and he sends us all our wonderful interns. He and I used to sit and debate these things. He's like, the media rod is a reflection of what the readers and fans are saying. And I'm like, no, not in my opinion. The media is affecting and influencing the minds of the public and the readers. Right? We... we had it kind of backwards. Like if TSN was talking about this game tonight, there'd be a lot more people interested. And I'm like, you are carrying the game. Would you not want to promote it? I don't get it. But at the very least, I'll be in the media room tonight watching and intently. I don't know. I mean, it's just, those are my buds on the Argos, a lot of them. And that's probably the biggest reason why I'm interested. I just, I don't understand. It's, it's November, man. This country should be going off the walls with CFL coverage, and it's not. And I put a lot of it at the feet of TSN, not even the CFL. And I wonder why the CFL doesn't uh, hold their feet to the fire a little more. What do you got? You're going to say something? Yeah, I, no, I agree. I agree. It's a little of both. It really is. Um, the media can drive that conversation, but also, you know, you got to pick and choose what you think people are actually going to latch on to. But. It is concerning that it doesn't reach Sports Center. I mean, it used to. It used to. It used to be the lead story on Sports Center a lot of nights. You know, I know there wasn't always a ton of overlap with the NHL, just, you know, October and then the early part of November. But still, I mean, it's first place on the line. This is two should be bigger markets, right? Especially in Toronto. Northside YEG is watching from Edmonton on YouTube and says, anyone watching Team Canada in front of 60,000 fans at Commonwealth tonight? Hang on! I thought people weren't going to sporting events in Canada because of vaccination passports and having to wear a mask and the cash crunch. And no, I'm not following whatever soccer is going on in Edmonton. Don't at me. I got a hockey game tonight, and I just extolled the virtues of the Ticats and the Argos. I can't do everything, but if they fill that place tonight for soccer, somebody's got some explaining to do. Big time. Because everybody's saying that's yeah. why they're not going to sporting events in Canada. Are you going to fill it for soccer? Are they not following COVID restrictions there? <clears throat> and I don't really care. Yes. Uh, from Jennifer at the Four Seasons, she says, unfortunately, I'm going to miss tonight's Pats game. It's on TV tonight, though. Yeah, buddy. I'm calling the game with Al Dumba. I can't wait. I jump out of bed on a Pats game day, and it gets me very excited. I love it. And you know that, Moose. It's too bad that you're not going to be with us tonight. But like me, I know. you can't be everywhere. Isn't it a bugger to be wanted so much? I know, right? Um, so have fun. More. Say hi to yeah. Al. Absolutely. Uh, point four. 
to the National Football League, and it pertains to our poll question here today. Odell Beckham Jr. has agreed to a one-year deal with the Los Angeles Rams, choosing this burgeoning super team over several potential free agent destinations. The Cleveland Browns released a disgruntled Beckham on Monday, midway through his third season in Cleveland. He cleared waivers Tuesday with no team willing to pick up the $7.25 million price tag. The Rams joined the party late. They closed the deal with the swashbuckling flair that's Define their front office under general manager Les Snead. The three-time Pro Bowler will play alongside NFL receiving leader Cooper Cup and starters Robert Woods and Van Jefferson. One of those three receivers is likely to see less playing time after Odell joins the Rams, who have run offensive sets featuring three receivers almost exclusively this season. And Cam Newton has signed with the Carolina Panthers. Sam Darnold's hurt. Uh, the bottom's fallen out with the Panthers after a 3-0 start. I was on the radio in North Carolina this morning, and we were talking about it. Cam Newton's not going to start this week, but he could play, come in in the second half. Our poll question today for Capital Automall University Collision Center is, who will have the bigger impact with their new team, Odell Beckham Jr. with the Rams or Cam Newton with the Panthers? Do we have a sample size yet, Clark? Do we have a body of work here? Of voters, do we have any idea? 57% say Cam Newton. I'm going to say Odell Beckham's going to have a bigger impact. Uh, and on Twitter, 62% of respondents agree with me and say Odell. Uh, Moose, as you know, the warm-up's brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. Darren is in Winnipeg for Canada West. Football action. We're going to talk about a big Canada West weekend, the PFC final, more NFL, CFL. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. And, of course, some hockey, too. So stick around, everybody. We'll be right back. You're watching on the Game Plus Television Network, YouTube, and just YouTube, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. 